What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Making the Turn, the premier green industry podcast that highlights professionals across many areas, including golf course management, sports turf, sales, business, education, landscaping, and more. Making the Turn is hosted by me, BJ Parker. I've spent nearly 25 years in the green industry, mostly as a golf course superintendent, and now I want to bring the knowledge and insight from myself and the many people I've met and continue to meet along the way. Making the Turn will provide valuable content for those looking to learn from others, gain useful tips and tricks, and be better in their daily lives. You can find Making the Turn on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please be sure to rate, review, share, and subscribe. It helps keep the podcast growing and getting better. Thanks for listening, and welcome to another episode of the Making the Turn podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Making the Turn. I'm your host, BJ Parker, and if this is your first time joining me, man... I got a good one for you. I appreciate you joining me. And before we get into it, just want to say uh, thanks for listening. If you haven't, this is your first time. Man, we're available pretty much anywhere you can uh, find us on your your podcast of choice platform. So just go check us out. Normally, I like to get on here and uh, have a great conversation with people that's in our industry. And, and I've been doing some stuff on the side solo, and it's been a, a while since I've had a chance to have somebody on and today i i have the opportunity that is going to be i think you guys are going to enjoy i'm down here at the mclemore club here in uh what is this rising fall in georgia north georgia with um the director of agronomy is that your official title it sure is ryan emerson and then this and one of his superintendents mr stephen brewer how you guys doing buddy doing good man how are you doing man i am awesome man appreciate y'all having me down here and doing this um we're gonna get into a lot of cool stuff but uh how you been how's everybody y'all doing good yes find some much deserved and needed downtime yeah yeah what about you ryan i know you hadn't been busy have you oh it's been a real busy (laughs) year it's been a tough year yeah um but uh like steven said it's uh it's nice to have a little bit of downtime yeah uh be able to relax a little bit before before the storm hits again yeah well it's been a a wild ride and we've y'all both been on i know steven was on very early on when i first started doing this and ryan you've been on once maybe twice i don't know we've had a couple chances to talk but uh lots changed a lot of change in my life a lot's changed in you guys life and i just you know you 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 guys have been accustomed to kind of what i do here but uh it's more about getting to know what's happening what's going on catch everybody up so man um life is good for me life's been great for me and my changes in my life and and uh i know you guys have had a lot of cool things going so enough about me but uh what's been happening man i know you got a new course on the way yeah yeah the uh uh formerly known as the outpost the yep. keep is uh is uh we got about 25 acres of zoysia zoysia grass now yep. and we got about 75 to go um we kind of called it uh called it stops on uh grassing anymore about the, the beginning of november yep. and uh so it was nice to get some stuff down and see some grass and um, you know, we're looking forward to seeding greens in the early springtime and, and finishing around out. Yep. So we got a chance to go around it and take a look at it. And I had the, the first time I got to see the property, there was still, I don't think there any trees had been cleared yet. We just kind of took a look at one of the areas that was kind of open and re, and, and for those of y'all that are not familiar with this location, we might need to tell you a little bit about it. Sits, was it Lookout Mountain? Is this Lookout what, Mountain. Look, it sits on top of Lookout Mountain. It's really cool. Uh, 
play i mean the views are you can't do it justice by talking about it on the radio you just have to you just have to come see it but really cool and this new uh if you're not familiar with the old course which we'll talk to steven a lot about but the older course uh has a a very famous hole i guess you could say it's pretty famous we're making it famous but it's uh, the one you probably see a lot on social media that uh, kind of sits on the bluff there what do you call that a brow or brow, edge. brow yeah brow edge but it's a cliff edge it's pretty it's pretty severe but uh the, the new course is um built uh, very similar in style as far as on the edge of the cliff not similar in style as far as design it's kind of quite a uh, quite a bit different but man what a what a place that was a uh, incredible i know it's wet and we didn't get to see all of it but what a place that is that looks like it's gonna be phenomenal uh we're we're very proud of what we have coming and yeah. what we've done so far yeah um it's uh it's it's going to be very unique there's yeah. not really going to be another course that you're going to be able to point towards and say you know the keep is like this yep. um it, it really is going to stand alone and I, I think um once people start getting their eyeballs on it it's it, I, I think everyone's gonna be very impressed yeah well take me back to the decision to do that course and kind of what where all that came about uh why why you felt like it was a need not maybe necessarily you but the you know everybody involved but just talk about how that came about maybe and then you know transition into kind of how where steven how he came in all that yeah absolutely uh well uh it We've had that vision really since I got here in 2018 yeah, is to, uh, you know, uh, to keep keep going and, and give some more options uh, on this mountain. Uh, we've gone to more of a resort style than yeah. uh, even the, even what we originally thought. And uh, that's going to be compounded now that uh, we, we took the tour of uh, the mini tour of the hotel today, which is uh, about a month away from completion. <laughs> that place is going to be incredible. Uh, Cloudland Resort. Yeah. Um, and uh, so once that w- became a reality, um, and there was construction on there. Then it, you know, that the timeline of the next golf course had to be moved up. And luckily, we had already, uh, you know, got the land, uh, and yeah. we knew kind of what we were doing. But then, uh, when the hotel uh, started becoming a reality, and we looked at, you know, finishing dates, we realized that we don't have enough golf course, right. um, and we were going to have to move that timeline well up. And that's that's when it really uh started going and that's when uh bill bergen and reese jones uh you know they they started started their work Mm -hmm. um i guess it's been about two years ago now uh maybe even a little bit more and uh to get designs and and knowing that uh we're going to open this hotel here in just a couple months and the demand for golf uh and staying in that hotel is great so we knew at that point we needed we needed to go and uh and add to it and we just you know a lot of things aligned and and you know the place that uh that we had had in mind that we had purchased the land for we knew it was going to be really good yeah we we had no idea and we got very fortunate when it was as special as as what it turned out to be it turned out to be especially once we got the trees down yeah and opened up some of the views and really got to see what we were dealing with everyone was just blown away yeah and uh um so that's how the keep kind of, you know, came into existence. Yep. And so, um, you, if you, we can get into this if you want, but it's called the keep now. But it was originally called the outpost. Right. Is that correct? And yep. I don't want to say nothing that not not everybody knows. But I mean, I think that was what was genuinely out there. But talk about that that change and where that all came from. Well. Uh, you know, there were several factors. We, yeah. uh, when we first got out there, before we cleared everything, it really looked like something that in the American West, and uh, so the outpost was pretty fitting. And uh, we we all, you know, we all liked that name, and um, it didn't 
a hundred percent jive with you know kind of the Scottish themes that yep. that we've had. Uh, John McLemore, uh, McLemore Cove, is who we named the uh, the course after, and he was of you know Scottish heritage. Uh, a lot of the uh, themes, you know, the the architecture that we've built out here uh, so far is is along Scottish themes. And then uh, there was a golf trip to Ireland and Scotland, and uh, we came back. You know, where they toured some of the castles. You know, right. the Scottish ca- castles having keeps. Uh, that ended up, uh, you know, being an idea that uh, we we thought was would would really fit with us, and and so the name change and the rebranding came at the end of September. So, Stephen, what what? Um what sort of attracted you and i don't know last time we talked you were out in arizona and you were you were doing some work out there you left middle tennessee what sort of attracted you to this project and how did ryan convince you to get back over here um you know first of all i mean you know the macklemore before the the keep was ever really discussed you know i've always thought very highly of um it's been a great property has done very well um and when Ryan and I started talking about it last fall and discussing the new property, and I came in town, I guess uh, Christmas time, and took a peek at the new property and the the resort, and just kind of saw the direction that the you know that this place was heading. Yeah. Um, you know, coupled with the fact that it was kind of a prime location that um, you know between my wife and I yeah. is going to be perfect fit um, for between our families. But the opportunity here with the new course. Um, and kind of being able to, you know, be over the the course that I have always thought very highly of, right. and to be a part of um, a new construction that I've never gotten the opportunity to be a part of before, yeah. especially on the level that this is going to be, um, you know, that was really attractive to me. Um, yeah. And being, you know, being up on this mountain, it's just a different different uh, breath of air. Up it's here. wild up in here, isn't it? yeah. So yeah. it's uh, you know, and Ryan, you know, he's a salesman. Um, he hit the right notes, um, you know, when it came down to it, I mean, you know, it was, um, it's a great opportunity for anybody, but it was a perfect opportunity for us to to get back to this part of the country and to be a part of something that I believe is going to be very special. Well, there's no doubt that y'all are building something super special here. I mean, I, I would say just based on some of the conversation we had and that we'll get into, it's on the ground floor still. I mean, there's just a lot. It sounds like that's just down, you know, way down the road. But, um, man, it's something special, not only for you guys in particular and the people that are going to come and work for you and the things you are going to do, but just golf in general and this and what it's going to accomplish. Because I think Ryan's talked about it being a great location. It sits with a, 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 a an area that's close to a lot of things and a lot of you can get to a lot of a lot of people can get here you can get to a lot of things and man the 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 road and the possibilities are endless for that and i think i commend you both on that and and you know it's probably wasn't a leap of faith but you know for you to say hey that's that's something i need to be a part of man that's awesome no, absolutely. I mean, you guys are both young. I'm not. I'm not young. I don't know. I could do that, but you know, I'm gonna come mow fairways for you when when it's all said and done. I said that earlier. I was like, man, this might be a good gig. And I have to say, uh, you know, Stephen's the superintendent of uh, the original Macklemore course, and he's also uh, assistant director. And so, being able to make a lot of these big decisions, you know, we've talked. You know, Stephen, I've been friends for forever, and you know, just about every day for the better part of 20 years, we've yeah. talked turf. And, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of big decisions have to be made. And, and so being able to put our heads together and, and, and make a lot of these decisions together has been been great. And he's 
he's done an incredible job with a, especially with a year that we had weather wise, yeah. mother nature threw us quite a curveball this year. He, you know, he's done a great job, you know, on the original course. And he's also had a lot of input, uh, at the keep. And, um, it's, it's just been great to have a, you know, a working partner. That that's probably a unique, uh, setup, I would assume in, in, in our industry. Cause I don't think you see that a lot where not only two guys that know each other really well, I would just consume you, uh, assume you guys are, or I know you guys are really good friends. I don't want to just assume, I know you guys are really good friends and y'all do a lot of cool stuff together, but to be able to work together, to not always see eye to eye, but to come to, you know, to a, a, a decision that's going to impact and move things forward. That's, that's unique. And I don't think a lot of people see that in our industry. No, it's been a good dynamic. I yeah. mean, you know, knowing each other's personalities and, you know, being able to speak freely and, and know that, you know, hey, this is business, but when we get done with this, it, it, it all goes away. You yeah. know, it's not a, it doesn't affect friendship and it, to keep it separate. So it's been a good working environment. Yeah. I think it's um, so you so you're over the the old what are you calling that course? Are you want it, 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 we just call it the original the original, the original yeah. Macklemore course. It's yeah. it you know I, I think that it might have uh, you know that course specifically everything will always fall under Macklemore. Right. But uh, at some point that might go through a little bit of a rebranding yeah. uh, just to separate the two golf courses. Yeah. Make them unique. So you you that your daily role is to do that, and you're also, and what is the role of the assistant director? Whereas you are you spending a lot of time on the new course, or the or the other projects, or how does that play out for you? You know, this year was a little bit different just because of all the stuff we had going on yeah. from the you know this the year we were the hand we were dealt with weather this uh, this yeah. year. Um, but the way that it's kind of gone is you know essentially I start most of my days on on. Uh, you know, the original course mm-hmm. and um i'll you know as we've gotten to the winter months it's kind of changed but started off where I'm, I'm heading down to the keep most of the time by mid-morning lunch and we're, we're kind of going through things and looking at making decisions on you know what needs to be done and where, where we need to shift our focus to and things yeah. like that and and you know really from there it just kind of goes back and forth it's really you know this year because of we didn't get started laying sod until so late it was kind of more of us spending more time on the original course Whereas I believe next year it's going to be, you know, we're going to spend our, you know, me personally, I'll spend my mornings getting everything going on their on their original, and then I'll shift my focus to the to the keep in the afternoons, yeah. just because we're going to have, I mean, between the greens going in and all the sod and just really buttoning everything up, it's going to need all hands on deck. Yeah. Um, and so, um, but Ryan and I just work together. I mean, it's one of those things where he and I sit down, you know, probably at least two, three times a week going over ideas that, you know, either one, you know, he has or I have and, you know, or issues that we see arise that we're, that we're seeing on a day-to-day basis down there just so we can get ahead of things. And, you know, that is the benefit of having, you know, guys that have been doing this, you know, we've been doing this for 20 plus years now, <laughs> Yeah, you know, it doesn't seem that long, but, you know, when you've got guys that have done this for a long time, you can sit down and have, you know, educated discussions yeah. on things and, and really come up with, you know, good ideas and, and, um, you know, it's been a really good, uh, uh, environment in that so we can you know make educated decisions and right. it's not just winging it you know no i mean with a property this size and the amount of operational stuff you've got not only maintaining a golf course that i'm assume is open you know you're you're you've got golfers and you've got people you've got a customers you've got to take care of you've got a golf course you're you're trying to put together to get open i mean that that takes a team of people and a, and a, a good team of people and speaking of that uh talk a little bit i know um you can introduce pj a little bit on this podcast Absolutely. but i mean he's an integral part of this whole deal too yeah. talk a little bit about how he plays a role in that 
So uh, PJ uh, was here basically a week after I got here in 2018, yep. and uh, he came here from uh, you know the other side. He was he was wanting to pursue uh, you know a career to be a golf pro, and um, you know he had uh, came here in 2018, and by the time that we were about to open, he was really considering uh, still going that way, and mm-hmm. then he made up his mind to stay. And, uh, so he's worked under, uh, you know, he's really worked from the ground floor up and, uh, he's an extremely smart guy and, uh, he's done a great job for us. And, um, you know, we, uh, with the way everything that was going to fall, uh, you know, PJ is, you know, the grow in and will be, uh, once we're open, the, the superintendent at Outpost. Don't mind me. I'm just messing with stuff. Oh, Go you're good. Yeah. And, uh. Uh, so it, it's been uh, Stephen coming here has has helped him help PJ grow as well, and PJ's done a phenomenal job. He right. has put in countless hours, um, you know, over there just keeping everything watered. Uh, done a great job uh, getting everything rolled in. Um, with our sod dates, we haven't mowed anything that we've laid uh, over there yet, so that's been nice. But he's uh, he's been the man over there, yeah. and uh, he's done an excellent, excellent job. And then having both me and Stephen here, because he's still young, and he's he you know he's been in the business five years now, um, and uh, so his growth once Stephen got here, and and then having having two people to kind of bounce ideas off of, um, I think it's been really good for him too. Oh. 100%. Like we talked earlier, I mean, you're facilitating young guys to come into their own in this business um, that you want to groom and then sort of kick them out the, the nest, so to speak, and have them go be great superintendents somewhere else. And this is, this gives people, it, there's no way to put it into words, but it's unlike other places as far as I've seen. I mean, I've been around a lot of courses. I mean, with the exception of maybe golf club, and I don't even know what they got everything you got they might eventually with their new maintenance and stuff but um you've got if there's interns or people that are listening to this or thinking about being interns it's a really great place to consider because you're putting together some really cool stuff for people that are coming up in this business and i think that's a commendable one that you want to harbor those guys and and get them in the right place and the right uh the right shape to be you know be successful but also it's just man it's just important that you guys are have that as a focus you know not only just wanting to do good work and have great uh, product to you know for your customers we're i'm assuming paying quite a bit of money to play here yeah. and and do y'all sell memberships is it is it going to be member or is it all resort um there's membership opportunities yeah um uh the uh, the keep is all investment opportunity right um you know so there is membership there but it's limited yeah. uh to the investors of that project uh memberships are still available here but you have to be a property owner i got you and um uh so uh it's it's not a huge membership yep. uh, a lot of our play is resort play or stay and play guests yeah and uh, and guests of members yeah so back to so let me finish my point on the internships because i know we talked about this earlier um and internships are an integral part of the and what you're doing you can speak a little bit about it maybe there's some plans down the road but if there's anybody listening to this uh and you're considering doing an internship or you're at a school or university and you want interns by all means reach out to ryan and steven because they're looking for them um get a hold of me i'll get you in touch with them if you want but uh talk a little bit about that and how that could be integral and important to you guys success here yeah you know when this all became realistic, it was going to be a very unique opportunity um, to be able to, you know, 
have multiple superintendents, have, have multiple assistants on each course, yep. uh, even the equipment manager. Um, you know, we, we hired uh, an incredible equipment. John Michael Clark, he was in here hanging out with us just a little bit ago. Yeah. Uh, even on, uh, even in, in, him, uh, in his operation, we want young guys that, that wants to be in this business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, that way in, in 10 years or, or however long down the road, the tree is, you know, spread out, you know, and it, it, it started from here. Uh, so that's been our specialty. Stephen and John Michael are really the only two managers I've ever hired outside of the crew. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, uh, my time at Foxland and uh, my time, you know, being here, it was always there was always a guy or two off the crew that was, you know, um, wanting to go that direction, and it, it worked out great. Yeah. And uh, we want to continue that. Uh, we want people to come in here as interns or you know, just grounds crew and then work up to an AIT, um, you know, or spray tech and then mm-hmm. to an assistance role and then to a, you know, a, a superintendent's role and, uh, uh, and, and let that be, you know, kind of flow through the entire project. And, and then when they leave here, um, you know, we want superintendents when they leave here, we want that to be their last stop. Yeah. We want that to be, you know, the place that they make all the money and, and stay at for 20 years, yeah. and, you know, until they want to retire. That's the vision. Now that rea- you know reality, <laughs> right? You know that's you know uh, uh, you know it's it's a lot harder to do, but um, you know with with how we're building everything and multiple golf courses, more courses coming in the future. Um, I, we had did identify that as a, a big goal. Right. And that that helps them and it helps us if they're right. coming and performing uh, to the point where other big clubs want them to come be their head guy, then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're getting everything that we can out of them and then we're helping them along their career. Yeah. Well, like I told you, I mean, I think that's, that's a, for me being a superintendent, technically still one and the ability to help educate people, teach people, especially when you see potential in other people is important in our business. And I don't know that a ton of people are always doing that. I don't want to call anybody out or think or lump everybody into a corner, but I I just think it's important that we, we, you know, our, our workforce gets harder and harder to find good help, to find good people, to find assistance, to find people that are trainable, uh, teachable. That's something we talked about, Stephen, before we came on about just how to get people just willing. I'll teach you. I just need you to be willing to do the work because it's not a glamorous job. And, you know, we can go into all the reasons why I'm not in it and I'm doing something different and, and some of the things I've learned. But I just think you guys being a, a place where people can come and learn and not only learn to you guys, but get some valuable knowledge for their success to be successful in their career is is crazy cool. And I think that's awesome. You know, uh, the thing is, like now, now that I'm a super and 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 moved into the role that I've um, been blessed with here is. You know, when I, when Ryan and I were growing up and coming out of college and getting going in our careers, you know, we, you know, myself, I'll say for sure, you know, I didn't have that somebody in my ear kind of guiding me along, you know, yeah. making sure I, you know, at least giving me advice whether I took it or not, took it or not. I mean, you know, you, you know, I didn't have somebody sitting there telling yeah. me, you know, don't do that right. or you need to do this or what's your end goal yep. so you can make the right choices. And, and I look at these guys now. Um, and I think it's our job as superintendents and guys that have been doing this for a while to help lead these younger 
um, you know, longer interns, assistants, and, yep. and future supers, you know, along so they they can reach their goals too. Because ultimately, you know, that's that's what we're here for. We're here to yeah. help them get to where they want to be. Yeah. You know, they're gonna, you know, they're here to help us, and we're here to help them. It goes both down two way street there. Oh, for sure. I mean. You know, at the end of the day, you're wanting to find people that are willing to want to better their lives, be more successful and help them. And if this is the job and the career they choose, then so be it. And I think that's awesome. And, you know, and like like Ryan was saying, you know, a lot of times you harbor these guys through they just come up in your crew. They started on the crew raking bunkers, weed eating, fly mowing, you know, mowing greens, whatever. And all of a sudden, you know, five or six years later and you see some potential in them and you, you turn them into a spray tech or irrigation tech and you start giving them more and more respect responsibility and then lo and behold you know they guys you know run in one of your golf courses one day and there's no better way to vet uh, a candidate for one yeah. of those is because you already know them yeah you know and one of the things that i'm you know would be scared of um and uh you know we're going to bring in you know more assistance and stuff like that but until you get them on on the property they might be you know, a really good assistant superintendent, but they might not be the best fit. Right. And, um, and, and so going the way that we have really knowing our candidates, um, and then, you know, me knowing Steven, when, when he was deciding on if he was going to come or not, uh, you know, there, we knew each other's work ethic. We, you know, I know all of the assistants, we know their work ethic and we know that they're going to be here on time and we know that they're going to go the extra mile when we need to. And, uh, uh, so there, there, we didn't run into any situation where someone moved their family across the country and yeah. three months in, uh, you know, I'm not happy, they're not happy. And, you know, we, we both know that there's a couple years that they're going to be here, you know, before we would make a change. Yeah. And I mean, you're pretty dug into this project too. I mean, speaking for you, you've been here, what, how many years now? Um, got here in 18. So more than five years now. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're dug into the project. You're, you're invested in the things that are going on here and people are buying into that potential, you know, because you know, they got to buy in that you're bringing them in and that they can learn under you mm-hmm. and that you'll be here and, and that you're not taking off. And then I think that's a, that's something that sometimes a lot of people in our business where they like to jump ship a lot of times and, and be quick to turn and go other directions is they want to follow someone and just grab, gravitate towards someone they can latch their tails to and, and uh, you know, ride them, you know, ride with them and, and ride the things out. And so that's, that's certainly important, you know? Absolutely. And we've had great, uh, great investment from ownership. Yep. And, uh, you know, we, uh, the, the original course, we're, we're still in the process of moving it. We're in, but we're still trying to make it home. The new shop. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's an incredible place and, you know, it really is, you know, built for, you know, getting new talent in retaining the talent that we have mm-hmm. uh we, we're trying to uh, make a work environment that people don't want to leave yeah. um and uh um and and you know work hard when we're supposed to work hard but also enjoy coming into work yeah and uh and i think we've done a really good job of uh, you know about that once we're 100 percent set up in the new new offices and the in the new new maintenance facility i think that's going to really start coming to life yep. and uh and there's a lot of th- there's a lot of benefits that um you know most uh, being affiliated with a hotel like hilton uh we're able to offer some benefits that you know a lot of people can't do yeah for sure we we got to tour the new maintenance facility, which is literally, I'm not joking, literally right out your back door. Right here. outside. <laughs> right outside. And um, 
what'd you say you were in like two weeks ago or something like that we started moving what three weeks ago three weeks ago yeah. it's about three weeks in now. talk a little bit about that process and sort of what in when what in behind uh you guys both i'm sure were heavily involved in what it all went on over there but it's a fantastic facility but talk about that process and how that was uh what that was like uh, that's one of the funnest things that i've been able to do <laughs> in this business uh that's that was a that was a whole lot of fun uh we went uh, I, I got to tour uh peach tree down with william shirley yeah and then we went out to uh casey's place at trinity forest out in dallas and that was really the inspiration behind uh we, we really wanted an efficient you know the the um the actual maintenance barn itself we wanted it to be as efficient as possible mm -hmm. um and uh to be able to accommodate some earlier tea times uh that we're going to implement this year and then we really just got lucky because the uh, the 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 property that we had to buy to build the uh, maintenance facility also had a uh, what was a kind of a makeshift real estate clubhouse. We called it the HOA building. It was what the members were using before there was an actual clubhouse, right. but really had gone unused for a long time. And it's for what we're using for it is spectacular. Uh, we're probably the only maintenance facility in the country that will have a pool. Uh, and a fishing lake and everything that's all private that is all on the maintenance facility grounds. Yeah. What do you got to add to that? What did you have? To, did, you, did you put the fishing pond in? Was that your idea? You know, I can't. I can't take uh, any claim to that at all. Um, I'll, I'll definitely utilize it. Yeah, though. no doubt. <laughs> I I got to tour it, and Ryan, I was going to say, if you don't do it justice, it it is an unbelievable property, uh, a site. The the main facility is brand new, and it you can obviously tell y'all are moving in still. But once you get it all figured out, man, it's going to be phenomenal. I love the layout. I love the ideas, and yes. He's not lying it there is a swimming pool there is a pond with stocked fish mm -hmm. i'd say a pond it's a little bit bigger than a pond but um <laughs> i think you can talk about some of the other neat little things maybe a little shooting range a little archery you said something maybe about throwing that in maybe yeah maybe yeah, yeah there's there's uh there's probably gonna be a little archery course yeah. out there yeah. um really there's a lot of amenity you know yeah. uh, speaking to the interns uh while we're not gonna have it day one we're gonna work towards having yeah. uh, uh you know uh, intern housing in the same place uh, football style locker rooms uh, you know, mud rooms, you know, storage uh, for anything and everything we could have. And then all of our real administrative stuff will run out of this site, even though we're going to have two maintenance facilities, one at the keep and, and obviously the one, yeah. the brand new one here. But, you know, all of our, uh, you know, operations as far as HR and stuff like that is, is going to run out of that office. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be, a, you know, the thing that I like about what we've got over here is it's going to give us the ability to have all the resources you know, for our, not just for, you know, assistants and, and, and the superintendents, it's going to have all the resources to take care of our, our team. You right. know, our crew is going to have a place that they can, you know, hang out and, and, you know, not feel like they've just got to rush home. You know, they're going to have, you know, nice, you know, nice break room, nice locker room, you know, nice, you know, we have a deck off the back of the building that they can hang out on, you know, that it's just private to us. So, yeah. you know, if they want to come up here on, you know, hang out after a shift on a Saturday or Sunday and, and eat lunch and go fishing or, you know, hop in the pool when the weather's right. I mean, it, it just provides, you know, keeps the morale up you know it's about you know keeping the keeping the guys around forming a team atmosphere making it where they enjoy coming here every day you know we may have to put in a you know a crappy day at work you know but i get to come and hang out at the pool when i get done you know and they can bring their families yeah no you, doubt you know they'll be able to bring their families up and, and hang out with them and um you know um uh, 
that's super important to us is to have that that balance between work and and home life yeah. and uh you know having having stuff like that to where they they can bring their kids fishing and and not have to you know worry about you know anything really yeah. it's it's their own place you know that that's super important we always you know joke sometimes a lot of times about you know you want you have to enjoy where you work and a lot of a lot of the things a lot of times people just go to work to get a paycheck and they leave they don't want to hang out there they don't necessarily like all the people that work there but to have something and to build something that you guys have in our industry one i think is very unique but two just offers what ryan to your point it's like not only can i have a great place for people to enjoy working to come to service all their needs but I can I can allow their families to come. All those things are just man. That's a selling point that you just can't find in in a lot of other places. And that's 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 really cool. No, I mean, and the times have changed with people. I yeah. mean, compared to when we came up, I mean, these little details matter. Oh, for you know, sure. Not that they always happen, but more so in today's time. Yeah. And you know, and we're it's a blessing and a curse. You know, most of our staff is really young. You know, and and you know, but they they thrive off these little things. Yeah. You know, it doesn't take much to make these guys happy. And, you know, we want to do whatever we can. And this is a way that we're able to take care of them, you know, not necessarily financially, but in a way to make their lives better. Yeah. And so, are you already seeing that they're perking up? They're having a different attitude. Things are, you know, cause they, they walk right alongside with you and all this stuff. I mean, they, 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 they kind of just go with the flow, but they get to see it. How are they doing? The guys are doing great. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we've kind of set, we've had, you know, I've been here now for a little over six months and, you know, obviously when we have any change like that, I mean, you're going to have some guys that, you know, not, aren't necessarily on board, but now mm -hmm. that we've kind of settled into our core group of guys, yeah. I feel like we've got a, a great core over there who, as we've, you know, it's been a, a bumpy road this, you know, these past few months getting in with a lot of different dynamics going right. on. Um, but, they see the writing on the wall and see what we're working to mm -hmm. and they appreciate you know from from the shop that we were just in to coming to this new facility and what we're going to be able to provide for them and right. they they see the the much added and needed benefits of being over here and you can tell a huge difference in attitude and just you know their outlook on the future here Oh, for sure. Are y'all's offices going to all be out of this one building over here? Uh, P PJ will have an office over there, yeah. um, and uh, there will be you know a space for assistance. But any meetings that we have will be will run out of this place. Yeah. Um, and anything like that, um, you know, there won't be a whole lot of. Um, there'll be a break room, um, but we're not going to conduct, you know, a lot of business down there. It'll be mainly out of this shop. We're yeah. going to get as much use of it out of it as we can. Well, I will say this, and this is my one dig of the whole podcast. I won't do it again, but the football locker room needs to have some winners associated with it. So you need to go down to Tuscaloosa and check that one out, and then you can then you can build a, a locker room there. Man. Uh, I'm a Tennessee guy, but I still feel bad for Florida State, what y'all done to Oh, me. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, 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 yeah, somebody had to be left out, I guess. Uh, we, that's, a, that's for another day. We'll see how that works out. Um, the keep uh, – what, what are you shooting for as far as getting it open? Right Let's talk a little technical stuff on that side, too, because yeah. construction's fun to talk about. Absolutely. So uh, we're hoping to have all the irrigation in. We're through 13 yep. holes. We're hoping to have all uh, irrigation in by the end of February. Um, by the time we go uh, to Phoenix, uh, we should have all the irrigation in. Um, you know, do, just doing punch list stuff on that. And then uh, right now we have... Nine. What are you doing on the irrigation as far as 
break that down? Well, I uh, I went with the satellite box, Toro system, MCI pump. Yep. Um, love both of them. Uh, you know that we had the uh, one of the bigger decisions that I had to make early on was if I was going to go two wire or if I was going to go sat boxes. And the site that we're on, I went uh, satellite boxes. It was what I was comfortable with. That's what I've always had mm-hmm. uh, at any stop that I've been at. Um, not to say, and I saw the benefits of the two wire system, but the rugged site. Uh, as much lightning as we have up here, uh, you know, I know those, t- you know, the two wire systems, there's no real knock against them at all. But I just thought it, the, the sat boxes were what I was comfortable with. And to, in my opinion, I'm really glad that we did. I think uh, that was the best decision for the site, uh, yeah. the site that we were going to be working on. Did it? Did you price it out? I mean, I'm sure you probably did. did. Was there a cost difference did you see or did you notice anything different about it? Yeah, the... Um, uh, there, there, it would have been less expensive to do a two wire just because of the cost of wire. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the cost savings that that would have, uh, that would have had, uh, the way I looked at it is long-term, um, that, uh, you know, it was going to equal out. It wasn't right. going to be as big of a difference that, you know, I, the benefits wouldn't outweigh what the, what the price was going to be. Yeah. What scared you away from the two wire? Just the familiarity of it and what you had already been working with or what was your apprehension with that? Um, Not to put you on the spot, I don't ever no, do that. No, the, the 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 one thing would be the familiarity. Yeah. The familiarity. What? I um, it, it's what I've always uh, always had. I, you know, I, uh, if ninety percent of the issues that we have in irrigation, we we can figure out because we've done it for for so long. For sure. And, and then the the guys on the staff, there wasn't anyone on the staff at that point that had had a two wire. This was before uh, Stephen got here. And the other thing is this: the amount of rock that we have on that site and uh uh, i know there's a lot of safeguards uh with a two-wire system but i know that you know uh rocks don't always sit still underneath the ground and uh and so that was something that that really kind of was on my mind a lot when i was making that decision yeah no i I think you're not wrong in matter of fact any way you go just it's more about what you're comfortable with yep i think the two wire is great i think the flexibility long term is going to allow for a lot of cool things if you ever got into the technical side of things with the sensors and just the stuff that people seem to not think about in the short term but long term where golf irrigation is going but i mean who knows man who who really knows what that i mean i had the two wire at desert mountain and you know and the sat boxes are great i mean that's what you know i've used for years but the two wire it just takes a different level it's a different you know as far as details go um you know it's a it allows you to really dial things in and keep track of your system yeah. a little differently than the than the sat boxes. But once again, you know, it's one of those things where until I got thrown into it, I'm, I'm not sure how I would have felt about going from sat boxes to a two-wire system. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, there's benefits to both. Um, and there's properties that are better suited for two-wire versus a sat box style system and vice versa you know and so i think ryan made the right choice when it came to the keep for you know for this particular project you know it may be you know it's not the same you know across every landscape out there no you just got to do what you think's right in the moment and you got to make that decision and and at the end of the day 
you know, the water is the most important thing. You've got to get the water to the golf course and you have to do, be able to do that in the most efficient way and, and what you're comfortable with. I mean, I, I, you know, I had, I get to sit back on the sidelines and look at it from the perspective of working, you know, having a lot of experience with, with both of them and two wire being something that I think is unique. And I just love to get people's opinion on what they choose. And, you know, I mean, I talked to Brad Erickson and they, theirs, theirs was more of a, a choice, when they went with the um, sat boxes because one, they had a lot of rock and they had to make some choices, but two, you know, there were some difficulties with manufacturing and getting, Mm -hmm. you know, making switches to get into coders and things like that. And so I was curious if that was, you know, something that might've been a part of it too as well, but maybe it wasn't. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, Who, how did you decide on your contractor for not only for the, is the, is the golf course, you you have separate irrigation contractors or do you got, they doing it all? Nope. Southeastern golf's doing it all. So what was the decision? like to go with them um well it went into a bidding process yep um and uh but what it really came down to is is again uh familiarity um i'd worked with south southeastern golf and bill on the original uh original course when we redid that in 18 um i loved what uh what they were able to do and how much value they added um and and uh they were able to add that value um, without without going over uh, over budget, yeah. and um, and I think for you know uh, for what we paid, I think we had a lot, had a uh, incredible return, and um, I was just very excited to uh, you know to have Southeastern and Scott Beasy uh, kind of have a blank slate right. and uh, and see what they could do uh, with, with a blank slate and, and and being you know the site being so rugged. Obviously, you know, and they're they're somewhat local. They're out of Tifton, Georgia, and so it was a project that, you know, everyone was ex- extremely excited from from myself to ownership to you know the members, investors. But Scott and his company were just ex- as excited to do this, and yeah. Bill, um, they were all just as excited to do uh, to do this project because you know they 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 could see what it was going to be before it was. Yeah, I'm curious because when I like. I mentioned maybe earlier when I saw the property, it was just no clearing. How did, how did that go as far as determining, was it just a mass clearing or was there some thought going into that? I've never really seen that before. What, what went into that? Well, hopefully Bill Bergen listens to this podcast <laughs> and uh, he, Come on, Bill. he lost a lot of blood, uh, Trump through briar thickets and everything. A ton of yeah. thought went into it. Now yeah. the site you see right now, um, you know, it, it doesn't have a lot of trees. It's right. very, very selective. We wanted the grand views, not only of the valley uh, and the cove, but interior golf course views. And uh, and so there was a lot of selection. Uh, um, there was a lot of thought that went into the, what we kept. Yep. And so, uh, and uh, it was absolutely incredible to see him look at a map and and then go out and mark trees in the middle of the woods way before the clearing was actually going to start. And, and you're kind of looking at it like, I don't know how this is going to look. And then they get it cleared and it's like, how did you see that? You right. know, how did, how, how did that come in your mind? <laughs> you know, it was, that, that was, that was a really cool thing to see, uh, you know, ownership's vision through Bill and, and Bill's vision through what this could be. Yeah. And then once we started clearing, really being able to see it take, take form even before you know, well before we had any grass that went down. Yeah. I, I think that's what's amazing. A lot of times those architects, they have the vision that you can never see until you, they put it together and you're like, where did that come from? You know, exactly. and, and that's, that's why I was curious is because I, you know, 
it couldn't just be all him, but a lot of it, I, I imagine he had to, you know, say, hey, trust me on this. This is going to look fantastic. And, and, and just what I saw of it was pretty freaking special. We sure think so. Yeah. Uh, we sure think so. They've done a great job. And, uh, you know, really being able to see a collaboration between Bill and Reese. Yeah. Um, and it really comes to light with the bunkering that we have out there. Yeah. Um, because the bunkering style, we were little. It was nobody could really describe what we wanted the, you know the ownership and the guys that were really making the decisions we couldn't really describe exactly what we wanted right um and marrying the two styles of of what bill does uh great and what what reese does great and putting those together uh they hit it on the head we it was kind of one of those things is we figured we would know it when we saw it mm -hmm. and then once we got a few um a few bunkers shaped out we made some changes and then it was off to the races it was exactly what we were looking for yeah. um everyone's really happy with it. it it has everyone's style all mixed into one and uh and they did an outstanding job and that was a really fun process to to look through it was a long process yeah. um and uh, it, but it was really, really rewarding to see it at the end. Yeah. What do you think about it? Man, it's been um, a true eye-opening process. Yeah. You know, never. You know, I've been a part of renovations, but nothing from the ground up. Yeah. You know, I, I got to see the property. You know, a couple of years ago when the thoughts were first going in about right. this, and uh, to see it, and then I really didn't get to put my eyes on it again. You know, in person until. Um, Christmas around Christmas time of this past year yeah. and I was it was just blown away of you know <clears throat> how they can like we said a minute ago how they can just take you know a piece of property and turning into a piece of art you yeah. know because that's what it is I mean it's a uh, you know and they in the work they've done it's it for me it's amazing to watch you yeah. know to see and, and and what they discover as you go I mean you know there's a lot of things that they designed out there and there's a lot of things that they got into and they're like oh wow look at that you know yeah. that we can we can work in here and do something totally different than what we even had in mind right I mean the amount of rock over there has kind of created a you know a different look and it's um, you know for me it's been an awesome experience yeah I, uh, I know we talked we didn't get to see all of it but that that last part of the golf course that has the exposed rock and all that was that everywhere or was that just that part, part portion of the golf course we were able to uncover a whole bunch yeah. uh, there's there's not a a ton of rock in play there's a lot that you can see on the edges like off tee shots that sure. you're not really going to play into right. uh, but the uh the last two holes um you know it's a rock amphitheater on one and then just a huge boulder field that we're building tees through um and so it really came to light on the the last two holes is where it's going to shine a lot but uh, a, a lot of stuff on the front nine. Um, there was rocks there that were just incorporated, uh, you know, right in, you know, they were, you know, been there a million years and was able to be uncovered a little bit and, you know, either, you know, put native around it or, or put it right, you know, zoysia right up next to it. Yep. And it really highlights everything, but then it really shines in the last two holes. No, it, it really does. And I think, I mean, just just the overall impression. It, it's fantastic the amount of views, the, the 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 picturesque views of just the old overall. I was telling you we were standing on. I don't remember it was number eight. I think number eight T, and we were just looking. I'm like, this view just from this spot alone, which is not close to the cliff, but our brow is was just fantastic. And I'm thinking, man, this this place is once it's really dialed in, it's just going to be really sharp. So. One great thing was is the um, we were just so fortunate for that piece of property to be available and 
be so close to the original course. Yeah. Uh, so that was incredible. But the once we started, uh, you know, taking the trees out and, and all that, and then seeing how it actually laid, there wasn't a ton of. Uh, there was zero dirt actually that came into the site. We worked with everything that we had there and everything, uh, you know, kind of flows naturally exactly the, except for a couple places and eight was one of those. And, uh, you know, I thought Bill was a crazy person when, when he said that, yeah, this is going to look like, you know, uh, this is going to look great. There was a ton of cut there. There was a ton of fill. Uh, I didn't know how we were going to make that into a golf <laughs> hole. And, uh, but now you look at it and it looks like it's, you know, and eight was the first one that we sodded and it looks like it's been there a million years. Yep. Um, but the amount of work it took on that particular hole was incredible. And, uh, so, you know, big shout out to, to Bill and Reese and, and then coming through on that plan, uh, with, with Southeastern golf, Scott Beasy, um, they did an incredible job on that. And now, uh, you know, you know, his vision really shined. I think that's Bill's, I know it's his favorite par three. Yeah. It's probably his favorite hole out there. Was it play like 275, you said? From the back, it's real close. Yeah. Um, it's, there won't be a whole lot of people uh, uh, playing from there, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know, we, we can stretch we can, uh, we can stretch this almost to 8,000 yards, not quite, yeah. but, but real close. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, with our grassing plan, that was, you know, we can protect any score with length, and then the wind is, uh, we were actually out there today, and that was as least windy as we've yeah. had in a long time. Uh, so Mother Nature is gonna gonna help us out a little bit, but everything is gonna be fairway cut. All those always 100 acres of fairway uh, fairway yeah. cut grass, um, and so we're you know we're, we're able to make this not an easy core. It can be, it can play very easy, um, but we can also we can lengthen it back, and it makes uh, for a lot of creative shots. Yeah, uh, shots that a lot of people aren't used to hitting. One of the things I noticed, and I mentioned it while we were out there, is this the width of a lot of the fairways. And you you said that that was one of the smaller ones, but we were on a it had to be eighty hundred yards wide. That mm -hmm. was that's pretty cool as far as uh, you know being a friend a golfer friendly place. I mean, a lot of it's amazing that there, you look at it; it doesn't seem like there's that much space, but it really is. No, there's a ton of room. Yeah. Um, you know, there shouldn't be a whole lot of lost uh, golf balls. Uh, you know, and we wanted. We wanted to factor everything into right. the design process. We went with a lot more fine fescues uh, to you know, keep our natives a little bit lower, a little bit sparser yep. uh, for people to find balls. Uh, we have, what, six or seven brow edge holes. And so, yeah, there is spots to be able to go off a cliff. Yeah. Uh, but you literally. really, you, yeah, literally, you, literally, but you would have to work at it. Yeah. Uh, there's plenty of space to miss. And, uh, and it creates a lot of really uh, interesting second yep. shots and third shots into, into greens. Yep. So, Ben, was this your first construction or you've been doing some more? Um, I, uh, I interned with, uh, shout out to Jason Sanderson at Cherokee. Yeah. Um, I was an intern there. Uh, did a couple uh, drainage and irrigation projects, a regrassing project, um, uh, not completely. Yeah. Uh, but at Fox, then we did a, a you know, uh, 30 or 40 trucks. So I kind of call that a regrassing sure. project. Um, and then uh, I came here uh, and we were we were renovating the the original golf course, which uh, we had changed it. We had to change it so much just to make it playable and, and maintainable that that was actually the, the changes that we made considered that a new build. Right. Um, so uh, this is definitely, uh, you know, my first construction from the very beginning, but not not my, you know, I, I'd done a renovation yeah. and had some had some experience in it before. Well, I asked that because um, 
I was curious as to how much involvement you had with our Bill, the architect, and, and Reese, and just and how much they asked you your input, and or did you have any of that, or did you just kind of let them roll with it? The the grassing part of it, I had a lot to do with. Yeah. Um, I got to choose the grasses. Um, um, you know, the original golf uh, project, I came in the middle uh, middle of it, but I was able to be here from the gr uh, ground floor. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like Stephen said, it's an, what they do is an absolute art. Sure. And, you know, I like to say what we do is kind of a science. Yeah. Uh, so anything that had to do with grass or drainage or irrigation or anything like that, that was my domain. But I've, I, I definitely wasn't going to go uh, try to, to you know, <laughs> out, out design the professionals because yeah, they they've done a great job, and yeah. I could have never seen what they they saw yeah. before. You know, before it is what it is now. Yeah. What about you? Did you did you? I mean, I've always been curious about golf course design, but I'm not. I'm not. That's not my forte. I, I play golf, and that's where my vision comes from. What about you? This this mainly your first construction. I went through a big renovation um, in 2022 at uh, Desert Mountain before yeah. I came here, and that was my. You know, I've done a lot of small different things. Um, but the, last year was the first, you know, major construction I'd yeah. gone through. Obviously, this is the first, you know, uh, from the ground floor um, construction, you know, from from scratch I've been involved in, and so both have and both have been mm -hmm. totally different. You know, yeah. some of the same issues, some of the things, same things looking at, but just uh, totally different uh, parts of the country, different terrain. Yeah, and obviously dealing with different architects. It's definitely different terrain. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Um, so. What are you shooting for as far as getting it open? Um, right there at the August 1st. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, originally we wanted to have um, all the greens seeded in the fall. Right. Uh, we ran into a ton of rocks, uh, you know, just rock. Uh, it was absolutely incredible what we had to trench through. Right. Uh, so that really put us behind the building of the, um, the irrigation ponds. Uh, that was even more incredible. That was just straight rock. And so that really threw our timeline off. Uh, and so we're actually going to be doing a spring planning. Um, so that's going to be something new to me. We're planning for that uh, right now. We think we have a, a really good program uh, to, to get it get it germinated. As what are you shooting as for as far as spring uh, planning? Um, right at least there, getting started. Uh, the spring planning. So we'll have nine greens good to go that are wrapped right now. Yeah. Um, with with live irrigation and and they're they're ready to go. So uh, we're going to be looking for. Um, Towards the end of February, mm -hmm. early March, you know, we're, we'll be looking at the forecast and saying, okay, you know, right in that, you know, the, I don't think we're going past March 15th. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that's kind of the sweet spot. But if we have some weather that we're saying, okay, you know, we can go ahead and, and uh, put all of our pre-plant down, seed it, get covers on them. Uh, get something germinated a little bit earlier, then we're going to do it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, really, we just want to make sure that we are germinated before we really start getting into our growing season. And that way we can we can kind of push them along and, and meet our deadlines. Yeah. What are you seeding them with? AU Victory. Um, uh, you know, I, I looked at a couple other uh, seeds and, and routes that people are going that look look like they're doing great. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, uh, the owners and the member uh, membership would have killed me if I would have done anything different than what we did here. Um, you know, that, that is that what you have on the old original? Uh, yep, that's right. When yep. I first got here, we were uh, you know I'd always uh, done the uh, A one A four. I think mm -hmm. we were straight A one at Foxland, um, and uh, uh, so that's originally what we were going to do here, and then 
the AU victory, I, you know, I'm looking at the climate and I'm looking at, um, you know, this, you know, it's drought resistant and, and heat, right. know, heat resistant and all this. And I was like, you know, let's try it. Mm-hmm. And it turned out great. It was, uh, it was, they act a lot differently than, uh, what normal bent grass does. Yeah. Um, you know, there, it, it grows a lot more like Bermuda greens than it does, you know, traditional bents. Uh, but they've been great for us. Um, and we really want to see what they can do on a, on a bigger scale out right. of, out of, uh, out of the keep. Um, you know, there's no trees, there's no shade issues. There's always, there's always a breeze out yeah. there. So I think they're going to perform phenomenally. Ideal. Ideal. Yeah. And the idea to, to, or the decision to go with the zoysia, um, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So we, um, we were kind of we were kind of torn on if we were going to go Bermuda or Georgia. Yeah, and we were really looking at uh, Tahoma, and it would have been a great it would have been a great um, pure grass right exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and we looked at a couple other Bermudas, but mm-hmm. with what our falls are like here, with 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 the, the picturesque scenery, and really we we kind of wanted to go Georgia. We mm-hmm. wanted to have that little extra time period where we have green grass that. Uh, you wouldn't have um, that is our peak season really um, with Bermuda, and so um, we were thinking about Zion, mm-hmm. and uh, we would have lived happily ever after with Zion, no doubt about it. But there was new grass coming on the market called Stadium, and it was kind of a last-minute change, and it was uh, um, it was something that I had seen and was really interested in, and they were touting the color and and the wear tolerance of the grass, and I was. Uh, you know, I thought, you know, maybe that's a pot. Let's look into it. So we ended up going down to Blade Runner Farms uh, south of San Antonio and uh, was able to see what they were doing. Right. And uh, uh, they also developed Xeon. And, and talking to them, you know, th- their opinion was this was the next generation. And I, after seeing it, I agreed. Uh, and then getting it over the finish line was, um, you know, it... It, it was definitely a, a, a higher price tag, right? Uh, because we had to buy buy the sprigs or the, the superior turf uh, down in Tifton, the the sod farm that we use. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had to get the sprigs shipped from San Antonio, and then they had to sprig it last year, and uh, and then have it re- you know have it ready for us. Yeah. When we were uh, so when we hit all that rock, it was it, it actually worked out pretty good because it allowed that grass to mature a little bit more, and uh, then. Um, but that that was really it. The, the the color and the texture and uh, the wear tolerance and, and the the new this new zoysia. We were really the first one to really go. We're, we are the first one to go wall to wall. Yeah. One of the first ones to really uh, do a fairway playing surface. Um, but everything that I've seen, I thought that was the right route to go. And everything I've seen since then tells me that that was a really good decision. Yeah. Do you have zoysia on the original? Is that zoysia too? No, it's all, no, it's all Bermuda. Bermuda. Yeah. Couldn't remember. Um, I think zoysia, I mean, heck, it's zoysia and bent and the climate that that golf, what is it? The, um, how much, what's the temperature variance from, say, up here on the mountain versus down where most normal people live? It's it's about eight degrees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's about eight, eight, eight yeah. degrees, sometimes yeah. more. You know, we'll have inversions. It's it's kind of strange because in the summer months, it might be yeah. 95 in the valley. Yeah. It, it might be 84 up here. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't have a whole lot of days. We only had one or two days in the 90s this year. Yeah, I think two days yeah. late, late, late July. And so, I mean, it's been a – it's – 
it's a you know you think all seven eight degrees that's not a yeah. big deal but it's a, it's a big deal yeah I mean the I mean the Bermuda you know, especially at night did you, you have know. trouble with the Bermuda uh, this this past winter because I know it was kind of bad yes you but there, I mean I wasn't here for it but I yeah. saw the the effects from it yeah. <laughs> yes you did yeah that uh, was, no, we had a, you weren't the only ones trust me uh, we got hit pretty hard yeah um, you know we had that terrible winter storm last December yeah and we had, we survived everything out of that um, the problem was is we had a huge warm up in February and everything yeah. broke dormancy. And then we had another cold snap that got down to 17, 18 in March. And yeah. then we, we like to call it winter injury, uh, <laughs> but it was winter kill. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, th and this was right before Steven got here. And so I, he didn't quite know what he was signing up for, but, uh, you know, we, we started noticing that we were going to have problems. We had um, Rusty McClendon come out from Pure Green, uh, ran the Aerovator. Shout out. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> and uh, ran the Aerovator uh, basically over everything yeah. and then double and tripled up on spots that we knew we were, uh, we were going to have trouble with. Yeah. Um, and then we started the sod trucks uh, once, we, once we really broke dormancy and everything. But we had a cold summer, not a cool summer. Yeah. I mean, we had a couple hot days, but I was telling you earlier, we didn't see a grass clipping off our fairways until late June. Hmm. Uh, so there was hardly any regrowth. Yeah. Um, we did take, uh, you know, Rusty came out. The regrowth that we did have, um, you know, was kind of a miracle because uh, he came out about two months later and was like, I didn't think that spot was going to come back, but it yeah. did. Um, and then we were able to kind of mix up um, Tiff Tough, Tahoma, and Iron Cutter, and uh, just to kind of do some, uh, you know, kind of our own little in-house research on some different grasses right. and different Bermudas here. And uh, so that, you know, it, it wasn't fun. It was, it, you know, it was a process. Yeah. Um, and it really took... Uh, really about the time that we got where I would say we were, you know, real close to 100% or, you know, recovered, uh, we, we went into a, a terrible drought up here. Uh, and I mean, we had, we didn't really have a measurable rain in August, September, or October. It was the, uh, and, and it really was, uh, I think Stephen might be able to correct me here. I think it was November before we actually had something that flowed into our irrigation pond. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and, and we're all, you know, recharge up here. We didn't have any wells. No. We're, we're getting wells now. <laughs> and, um, but it was a really a generational drought. Right. Um, and you couple that with, I don't make anything fun at all. No, no, it was yeah. a, it, it was a tough year up here yeah. and we made the most of it. And, um, you know, a lot of people that were out here early were understanding because obviously we weren't the only ones. Um, and then, you know, uh, ownership was really understanding when we go into a drought and they know that, hey, we got to go. We, we can only water our ryegrass and our greens right now. And it's the last part, last week of September. Yeah. And we, we really didn't. Uh, we were able to get really creative and find some ponds that we could drain into our uh, as a last resort and we were able to get that down luckily before any major cold snaps and finally before we had any hard frost we had a good rejuvenating rain that actually filled our reservoirs and, yeah. and and got some moisture into the profile the uh the irrigation ponds on the keep is that well water or how what, where'd you get that water from so that's all uh what you saw today was all well water yep. we have uh we we kind of struck gold there nice. um uh, you know, we we have three wells and total we're about 750 gallons a minute. Um, and then uh, we are putting in 
you know, now that we're getting a little bit further along in the process, we'll be able to tie into where we can recharge it with rainwater, yeah. which is going to be huge. Yeah, for sure. Um, so as far as, is there anything as far as the new, the original course down in the future for it, or is it going to be kind of status quo? You, what are you thinking there? Well, um, you know, with the Cloudland, um, you know, this is the home course. Yep. Uh, you know, this is what uh, the Cloudland Hotel Resort, uh, you know, sits on number one tee. Uh, so there's uh, there's always... Y'all putting a net up over there on the left or what? It needs it. <laughs> it needs it. It's a, that's a problem. I've seen Stephen hit now. Yeah. I've seen you. That left, that left <laughs> yeah. hook over there is it's in coming. play. It's in play. And, it's coming. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, there's there's always going to be uh, uh, improvements here. Yeah. Um, you know, we're super proud of what we're building at the key, but we're also super proud of, of what we've uh, what we've been able to build up here over the last yeah. five years. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot more coming, uh, a lot more improvements that are, uh, you know, year by year, you know, slowly. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to be looking at a new new, uh, new irrigation system here, uh, new pump house, you know, all that. That's coming in the, in the next few years. But... Uh, really getting dialed in on on details and um, uh, you know for the for the original golf course that's mm -hmm. that's going to be the what people are going to see first and then there's always going to be significant investment in making it better yeah what is this may be a a difficult question to answer at this point but what is your area of responsibility as far as all the extra stuff like the hotel and taking care of the the landscape and that that kind of work do you fall under that or is that something different well um it is in my job description yeah. um but one thing that we did was uh we got very lucky and found a, a local um you know crew that that you know, normally does landscaping and, you know, for, uh, you know, both commercial and residential yeah. and they wanted to take on this project. And so now, uh, you know, we don't have to allocate, you know, a bunch of space in the new maintenance facility or, uh, labor, yeah. uh, that is at a premium, uh, for, for us and everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we hired everything out. That was one of the better decisions that we made. Um, and, and they're gonna, they've been doing the upkeep on the, uh, the grounds as far as the HOA, uh, the clubhouse that was built in 2020, and uh, they're going to continue doing that with the hotel, and they've done yeah. a great job. Man, the clubhouse at the original course, if you haven't seen it, that's awesome, but that hotel view, whew, that's going to be pretty special. No, it's phenomenal. That Beautiful. little sky bar is going to be the place right. to be. I have to keep you out of the lazy river and the sky bar. Oh, man, don't. Don't count on that. I'm going to be up here <laughs> just whenever it gets open. You know, heck, that, I mean, that's going to be, I know you said that they're trying to get that open fairly soon, but what's sort of the plans of that? So we'll have our certificate of occupancy in the first two weeks of January. Yeah. And then we're going to, uh, our first, uh, we're going to have some guests, uh, a couple of soft openings, investors, yeah. stuff like that, um, just to get the new crew, uh, you know, adjusted. And then it's full bore. We have, yeah. uh, you know, we, we fill the entire place up with a big convention in the end of February. And then after that, we are, we're, we're full go. Yep. The, the maintenance of the courses. Now you have this maintenance shop, but you talked, you briefly touched on it. Let's talk about you. You are building a new facility for the keep as well. Yep. Um, what is the schedule on that? How's that coming? Uh, we're hoping the, everything is ordered. The, the, uh, the site work is finished. Yep. Um, 
unfortunately, we're not going to be able to enjoy that in this construction. I don't right. think it's probably going to be right down to the wire right before we open in August, or it might even be a little bit oh. afterwards. So there's going to be some crossover. Yeah. Um, you know, there's going to be some trailers having to be pulled from one to the other to, for grinding reels and stuff like that. Uh, but the, you know, it's a really, it, it, it's not as, uh, not really as cool, uh, as, as this site, but it's still in a phenomenal site, very right. efficient site. And it's got a great view off, uh, really off the entire mountain. Yeah. Are you going to service like for play as far as golfers coming to play and everything? Are they coming out of one clubhouse or how are you doing that? You have separate places? Yeah, so we'll have the, uh, you know, most everyone is is going to stay in the hotel. We'll still have our stay and play, which is, yeah. uh, which is residents here in the community that, you know, kind of, uh, it's not Airbnb, but it kind of is through Macklemore. Yeah. Uh, so everything, all of the food and, and, you know, restaurants and spas and all that will be centrally located here at the yeah. original golf course. And so uh, we're going to have a cart barn and a small pro shop out there, but every everything will run out of this pro shop out of and, and then straight from the hotel. Gotcha. Uh, you know, uh, you know, the experience should be they step out of the, their hotel, they get uh, they get driven over to the new place, and everything's set up there for them on the range. Yeah. Uh, you know, ready to go with their golf cart or their okay. caddies or or whatever it is, and yeah. then really be able to service everybody out of this one, and then being able to take them from one to the other. Yeah. How much time do you anticipate being over there um, once, you know, I know that you're trying to get everything open, but like you said, every day, half a day, something like that, you see that ramping up or what do you, what do you think? What do you, as far as getting um, this thing ready to go? You know, I think once we start, once the grass starts going down, yeah. you know, and, and really start getting into the meat of things, I think it's going to be, you know, especially April until we open, yeah. it's going to be a getting there probably around lunchtime. Um, because we're going to, you know, on the original course, we're going to be um, shifting our tee times back to 7 a.m. starting April 26th. Uh-huh. And so that puts our guys here, you know, on the 5, 5.15 time frame. So my crew is going to be finishing up by lunch most, you know, around lunchtime most days. We have a small closure on Monday afternoons and Tuesday mornings mm-hmm. where we'll get a lot of our meat of the stuff, meat of work done. But I think by lunchtime most days, I will be over at the keep and spending, you know, whether I, I, you know, we'll probably be there till dark. Once that side starts hitting the ground, I think it's going to be until dark, yeah. you know, 9% of the time, you know, unless we have some weather that comes in that keeps us from getting out there. But I think it's going to be probably more of a 60, 40, 70, 30 at the keep once we get fired up um, in that March, April time frame, yeah. you know, and, you know, just, you know, his help, you know, getting, getting the bodies up here. You know, and so that, you know, that's going to dictate things, you know, getting the people on board and training them and getting them um, to understand what we're trying to do. And I think they're going to need all hands on deck at that point. Yeah, I was going to ask about the staffing. Are you fully staffed on both golf courses, or how you, how's that working? No, we're not. Uh, we're not fully staffed right now. We haven't had to have a big crew over the keep. Um, yeah. We've had a solid. We've had solid numbers um, uh, here at the original golf course. And um, but you know we just had a we we had a great success at a little uh, career fair that we yeah. did up here when they were start, trying to start first go at staffing the the hotel we ended up having several uh, good candidates come here and then we're, we're going to be uh, using a staffing firm uh, you know a company to 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 help us get our numbers up to where they need to be and um, uh, more labor here at, at sure. uh, uh, the original course because uh, you know Stephen's done a great great job getting a plan together because we've had eight o'clock tea times we're only five when we say that we're going to, to 
um, seven o'clock tee times, we're only 10 miles away from central time. So if you were to pick this golf course up and move it 10 miles, it would actually be six o'clock tee times. Yeah. And it's going to, it's going to be really hard, but we've, uh, the new, the, the efficiency of the new shop and then the plan that we put together, the equipment that we've brought in, uh, to be able to get out in front of play that early. Um, it's, it, it, it's going to be really, it's going to be really interesting because, one of the dynamics, the, the, probably the biggest dynamic, is not really the uh, construction of the keep this year. It's playing, you know, having enough tee times for the hotel and just one golf course right. for six months. Um, it, it's you know we've had to make a lot of concessions and work together with with uh, you know the sales department and the pro uh, pro shops sure. uh, to make sure that we can pull this off. And so it's it's going to be a big part of our year, just making sure that the customers are happy, yeah. especially before they have an, you know a second golf course to play. Well, it's certainly an incredible project. I mean, it is. I know that there's a lot of lot more down the road. Can you talk a little bit about some of the stuff we we outs that, that we viewed? You know, maybe the, the the hunting component of some of the stuff, or some of the you know the extracurricular activities and all the things that we looked at. Maybe the new uh, there was a new subdivision that we looked at. There's kind of a board out there. Talk about some of the future stuff that may be on the horizon that you can mention. Yeah. So. Um Across the road, we're going to be doing the, uh, you know, a new pool workout facility, yep. um, pickleball courts, tennis courts, all that good stuff. Yep. And that's going to be kind of, um, you know, a new community. It's not, it's still going to be Macklemore, but it's going to be kind of a separate neighborhood uh, that'll be over there. Really, uh, really excited to get out there and do that. Um, you know, that, that construction should start sometime in the spring, at least the first phase of it. Yep. Um, and then we are uh, on down the road, which I don't think it's going to be too far. We're looking at a shooting course, trap skeet, uh, Land Rover tours uh, through this mountain. Uh, we'll also have, you know, for families that want to go, uh, you know, tour different state parks uh, that are, you know, here local. Uh, we'll run all of that out of there. Um, maybe some quail hunting and, and some other opportunities down the line, but yeah. that is, you know, quite a bit down the line. Uh, but, the, you know, we want to make this very family friendly. We're mm -hmm. doing that with, uh, you know, the spas and the pools and the restaurants. But also, um, you know, a lot of people are going to come here to play golf, but that might not be the only thing they want to do. Sure. So being able to go out and, and go to a, you know, a trap shoot or a skeet shoot, um, you know, and, and have that activity to do. Um, there's also going to be places to fly fish yeah. and uh, stuff like that. Uh, so having that kind of opportunities for, you know, being able to market that is not just a golf resort. It's, it's some, there's something here for everybody. No, man. That's pretty cool. That, um, did you did you move here, or you where are you living now? I live down in um, uh, Ringgold, which is yeah. about 35, 40 minutes down yeah. to the valley. Oh. So how's that been? How's the transition been for that? It's been good. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're not living up here on the mountain, you're looking at 30 minutes every direction. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, yeah. my wife works in, across the Tennessee line and, and wanted her to be closer to the kids. Yeah. Then, you know, so we live closer to her job yeah. than we do mine. Yeah, but sure. it, it's really not a bad drive. I mean, yeah. if you're coming up the mountain, you're coming up the mountain. Yeah. And so it's been a it's been a good transition. Yeah. Well, that the hunting component of it, I'm sure you're in favor of all that and all the cool <laughs> yeah, stuff that we've yeah, talked I'll, about. I'll, I mean, look I'll at this place. I'm surrounded. I mean, I got a, I got one checking me out right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ryan, see, he's you're not a deer hunter, are you? 
Uh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that if you if your golf work doesn't uh, pan out, you can always do something like that. I guess maybe. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, man, talk about that uh, prime rib we had for lunch. That was something else. Oh, wasn't that was it? phenomenal. And appreciate the uh, hospitality on that. Well, anything else we didn't we didn't cover? I, I mean, I, you know, um, I know that uh, I enjoy sitting down with people that I have a lot of respect for and friends of mine, and enjoy doing this. And this podcast I use as a forum to kind of get your message out there, but also to talk about you guys and what you guys are doing. And you know, um, it's not really about me, but it's more about just uh promoting what you guys are doing and and i would say that this is going to be a heck of a place for golf in the future not only on the agronomic side and the things that you guys are doing but just for people that enjoy playing golf and it's really special i know you mentioned in briefing and you don't even have to go into it there's more golf coming down the road possibly and there's all this stuff with family and trying to build community you know even just seeing the fire trucks with the macklemore stamp on that was awesome and you know just some of the things you guys are doing so man it's your time to shine if there's anything that we haven't covered that you want to talk about or you know um because um it's been it's been pretty cool to see so no, it's been, this place is, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of stuff going on right now, yeah. you know, more stuff than we could probably sit in here and discuss in, yeah. in one sitting. And, you know, we know we're going to be constantly looking for, you know, people that are, you know, like-minded yeah. that want to come up here and are looking for an opportunity to be a part of something special. Yeah. And, um, cause we, you know, we believe in what we're doing up here. This is a truly special place right now. A lot yeah. of stuff going on, lots of opportunity and, and, uh, you know, we're, we're proud of what we have. You know, I've only been Should here be. for yep. six months, but it's been, you know, uh, a learning experience and, yeah. and, um, something I'm proud to be a part of and, and know that there's a lot of stuff coming down the line. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll add on to that. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, there's, there's different ideas. There's more golf coming. Uh, we don't know exactly when that's going to be. We're, we're going to do our due diligence. We've done some tours, uh, of, of some other golf courses that are able to pull off full, full cool season golf courses. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I think it can be done up here. We we're going to, we're going to keep doing our due diligence, but that, then the, uh, the next golf course we're we're looking at going full bent, yeah. um, you know, just, you know, wall to wall and, uh, you know, uh, Stephen having his experience with uh, Desert Mountain, you know, growing ryegrass in the desert, and then you know my experience up here as far as just the climate and what we what I think we can and can't do. Uh, it's it's more than just a possibility. I think it can uh, be done, um, and so that's something that we're going to be looking forward to. Yeah. And um, you know, uh, to all your listeners, we, you know, we want uh, we would love to have anyone that wants to come down and take yep. a tour, uh, see the property, uh, play a little bit of golf. Uh, you know, uh, we want this to be, you know, a, a, a very friendly environment to, you know, not only future assistants and interns, but, you know, superintendents yeah. that, uh, you know, are, are in Middle Tennessee or, in, you know, locally in this area uh, here in Chattanooga, Georgia. We want you to get eyes on it. We'd love for yeah. you to come out, you know, uh, see what we have going on and, uh, uh, you know, have a good time. Yep. Um, for those of you that are listening that don't exactly or know where this is located kind of tell people where we're at in so, relation to like the close surrounding i know we're close to chattanooga and some other areas but kind of give a little idea about yeah. where that's at so we're about 10 miles across the tennessee line into yep. georgia on top of lookout mountain we're about 35 minutes from downtown chattanooga 
hour and a half, hour and 45 to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. uh, you can be in Murfreesboro in an hour and a half. Yep. Obviously, uh, it's about two, two and a half, two and about two hours to get to Knoxville. So we're really in about two and a half hours from Birmingham. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, we're very centrally located. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of golf being played, a lot of superintendents, you know, in those areas. And if any one of those, you know, anyone that's listening and wants to come up and hang out and see what we have going on, yeah. uh, we'd love to have them. For sure, we're going to have a. Uh, we need to. We need to convince the the associations and the powers that be to have us a, a a conference here or something. Man, this place will be sweet. Next time we do this, we're doing it at the Sky Bar. Absolutely, we're going to sit out there and over the over the ridge and hang out. And Absolutely, have, that'd be a blast. Do a little Joe Roganish style style deal <laughs> over there. So, well, um, Stephen Ryan, man, I appreciate it. Uh, I know I've taken some of your time away from y'all's busy schedules, but this was this was cool to do. Uh, I, I appreciate the hospitality. I thank you for doing that, and man. Um, I, I hope that you guys will come on anytime and just share your stories and share what you've been doing because I, I enjoy sitting down and talking to you guys. Well, we'll have to do a follow up once uh, we get everything open and see how for, things are running. And, for real. Uh, it's always a pleasure when you come up the mountain, BJ, and, yeah. and uh, you know you're welcome up here anytime. Man, I appreciate that. Um, where can everybody find you if they want to reach out to you? You want to give them out, you, you, you know, email, whatever? Um, I know. I don't even know my Twitter handle. I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm pretty. Well, I can tag you in all that yeah. stuff. But, it, but but anyway, if you want to reach out to Ryan or Steven uh, for internship questions, you know, you can reach out to me or whatever. We'll tag all that. Uh, we'll post this on when it goes live. But uh, it's, if um, again, man, um, sat down here at Macklemore with Ryan and Steven. We shared a lot of stuff. If you need any information on that, just reach out to me. I appreciate everybody listening. Um, if you rate, share, subscribe, if you find this uh, useful information, we shared a lot of stuff today. So, man, it was pretty cool. I know these guys are uh, got a ton of stuff that are that are that's happening, and and they're doing a lot up here. So, be sure to get up here and see them. So, man, appreciate you guys. I appreciate you, man. Thank Thanks you, BJ. Out, man. Always a pleasure. Till next time, we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. <laughs> Who says me the miracle? The miracle.